0: Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another lovely evening of Jay Bird watching. I'm here with the normal gang. We got some good news and some awesome Blue Jays fun that we've been all dealing with here. But Brendan, Adam, how are we doing this evening?
2: Yeah, fantastic, awesome. man. Yeah. It's good, yeah. uh, good vibes all around.
0: Yeah, ready to pop the champagne yet for our least personal endeavors instead of, uh, you know, eventual playoff hopes here?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Pop the champagne. Let's go.
0: There you go. So I'll just get right down to the dirt, down into it. The um, the gang here has been partnered up with. It's uh, Minute Media, which is actually the controlling stake for Fansided.com, which is ironically the place where the three of us goofballs met and had a chance to start goofing around and talk about Blue Jays baseball. And we are now the official podcast of Jays Journal on Fansided.com, fellas. I feel weird because this is like almost like I said a full circle thing. Adam, you want to run with it because you were the first one of the three of us. I think that actually was part of Jays Journal, and then we all kind of joined in, and uh, here we are.
3: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, uh, I feel fortunate that uh, we were able to um, be uh, acquired and pretty much scouted, right, uh, to be the the official podcast of Jays Journal. Um, wonderful community there. Wonderful group of guys there. Um, uh, we've we've met a lot of people along the way, um, and uh, notwithstanding the two of you, that's where I met the two of you um I started writing there actually I started like my whole internet um endeavors into sports casting or what have you on Jay's Journal during the 2015 season um sort of fell off because my wife and I were getting married so I kind of didn't have a lot of time to do it um but then starting South of the Six I immediately went to Jay's Journal to you know pick up some people to see if they wanted to hop on the show and that's where I interacted with you guys the most. So it does come full circle, and it does uh, sort of, you know, let you realize that, you know, when you have an opportunity, capitalize on it. And we welcome the new audience. We hope you enjoy our material. If you want to get in on the action, we certainly um, encourage participation. We certainly encourage everyone to get their voice in. And, uh, Craig, you said this many times, we're just we're barroom chat. You know, uh, like we sometimes dive into the analytics, but basically we're just we're free flowing. And, uh, you know, where we just talk about the latest happenings about the Blue Jays. Um, the other two men in this uh, podcast are far smarter than me. So if you really want stupid takes, that'd be <laughs> me uh, if you're listening for the first oh, time. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, uh, I'm, I'm the emotional one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <way. laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, yes, I, I'm. I feel very fortunate, and I, and I'm very proud of what uh, we have built as a as a unit here. So, hopefully, you uh, people that are listening for the first time enjoy us as well.
0: Yeah, Brendan, your take has uh, this was more or less just a uh, literally birthed out of my car talking about you know what happened in blue jays baseball 10 minutes every morning <laughs> and then you and i jumped in and then eventually ha- swept up adam corsair on the free agent market as well how has this been for you as far as uh you know now that we're kind of we got a bigger entity involved here to be able to continue doing what we've been doing and hopefully
2: yeah. uh the audience yeah it's super cool it's uh I remember, I can't remember the year I joined J.S. I want to say it was 2016, maybe 2017, right around then, and uh, wrote for years. Um, pretty steady contributor, couple articles a week. It was fun. Um, it was a nice way to get thoughts out of my brain and, and onto the internet for people to rip up and uh, tear me new ones or agree with me, uh, whatever it is. And then, you know what, towards the end, um, getting a little bit older um, and whatnot, I wanted to get in podcasting because that was really starting to pick up. And Craig, I know you and I, when we were still at Jay's Journal, um, we met up in Rochester the one time when I was there for a concert and we exchanged numbers, obviously, and then stayed in touch. And at the end of 2018 season, because I think it was t- February 2018 that you and I had met up, uh, at the end of the 2018 season, I'm like, you know what? I really want to do a podcast instead of writing because I was just, you know what? I want to try something new. Um, You were already doing one, and you're like, yep, I'm in. If we keep each other accountable, then we'll do it. And started that, what, October 2018 and didn't stop. I think it was like bi-weekly. Then we were like, we have to do weekly when the season starts in 2018 or 2019. And then we went a full season, the two of us. And then we picked up Adam on the way, as you mentioned. uh, And we've taken off. So it is pretty cool to be full circle back at Jay's Journal, but in the format that we want to be, which is uh, what's going to bring the best content for everybody
0: and fun content and interactive content is the big thing that we uh, drive Me home too. on this thing too. We are happy to chit chat with everybody on Twitter like we do during the ball games and whatnot. And we want to get more involved in during these live shows. So just as we're part of fan now and you know, the official podcast at jaysjournal.com again, the whole thing here is if you are listening for the first time and you want to join in on these shows, we record every week on a Wednesday or a Thursday and we, you know, advertise this out through our Twitter account so that we can know what day to join in with us with the time we're usually around seven o'clock Eastern time and join in on the chats on Twitter. We're watching the whole chat feed. I got right on my screen over here. I will see everything while we're talking here, regardless of which one of us goofballs is hosting that week. And we interject your points, have some fun, goof around. Like I said, have a few beers and just enjoy Toronto Blue Jays baseball. And that is not going to change going forward. We just have a new uh, soapbox to be standing on and talking about Blue Jays baseball here. Nothing is going to change otherwise. Uh, but to that point, I just think it's hilarious the fact that I just – it dawned on me during this conversation that I met both of you in person. and It was just where this all started. It was more or less us having a few beers together and, yeah. <laughs> and goofing around, both of you. So. Having a pleasure taking in the Fisher Cats with Adam and his wife Cindy, and then you obviously Brendan and Sarah was fun to be able to goof around here when you happen to be in Rochester for a country concert, and that was fun time. So, and then there's been plenty of beer since. (laughs)
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So speaking of beers, let's pop a few open and do a Stone Cold Steve Austin here and go nuts because these Toronto Blue Jays are frickin' just on fire. The nice way of saying it is like I asked in our our show title for this evening, is, are we now the scariest team in baseball? I want to say we're definitely at least the scariest team in the American League wildcard race, which has become just a Mad Max Thunderdome situation here with everybody piling on top of each other with really four or five teams playing for a playoff spot. Um, Brendan, the Blue Jays have been, like I said, on fire or in fuego, if you will. (laughs) Is this something sustainable or are we just going to continue to be able to hear? We've been talking 90 wins on this show a lot. 90 wins is not terribly far down the line right now.
2: It's not. Yeah, uh, I absolutely do. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, again, like we've said the last couple of shows, since they really started to get hot, this came out of nowhere because the team was not hitting. They were pitching pretty well, but they couldn't score any runs to support their starters. And then the bullpen was coughing up one run leads, which they will do from time to time if you don't get them two or three runs to protect, maybe even four from time to time. So yeah, they just weren't firing on all cylinders. But you mentioned 90 wins. It is what? They're eight wins away from 90 as of right now. I think the thing is, guys, and I think we'll touch on this as we get deeper into the into the episode. I don't think ninety is going to do it, and I'm probably not alone in that thinking. I know a couple of people have tossed around ninety one. I think 91 could get you in, potentially, depending on how the Red Sox and the Yankees finish. But the craziest thing is, and why it's going to be so tight, probably, until definitely that Yankees series when the when they come to Toronto. But probably that last series of the year when the Yankees are playing the Rays, the Blue Jays are playing the Orioles, and the Red Sox are playing the Nationals, is the fact that all schedules are pretty easy. The Red Sox have the softest landing spot, which means... I'm not sure if I'd consider them the favorite because of that, but it's going to be easier for them to get in. The Yankees have the Red Sox on their schedule. They have some easy teams coming up. The Blue Jays' schedule is easy, too. It's just that three-game race series at the Trop that does scare me a little bit next week. We'll get into that as we go. But absolutely, I think it's sustainable. But at the end of the day, 90 is what we've tossed around. I want to elevate that to 92 wins because I think 92 wins could eliminate the possibility of a game-1-6 tiebreaker. Who knows? But regardless, every single game from here on out is going to be filled with scoreboard watching and it's going to be filled with intent. And grass are sitting
0: at a 63.8 chance percent wise of getting into the playoffs. I, they have some weak teams to go beat up on. Hopefully here. I don't, it's insane right now.
3: Yeah. They have to keep rolling. Um, so Brendan, as you mentioned, they're at 82 wins right now. Um, I, I put up a tweet. I think it was yesterday or the day before um, just showcasing the differences in the standings from the beginning of September until at uh, this point. So, uh, just in September first, the Blue Jays were four and a half out of what wild. Um, Seattle and Oakland were in front of us, whereas today, uh, the Yankee, uh, yeah, the Yankees and the Blue Jays are tied for a wild card spot. But this is what baffles me. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Blue Jays have the series uh, edge. Over the Yankees, right? So if, if the season it were did. to finish today, it'd be in the Rogers Center, right? The I wild believe card so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so that being said, right now, even though it's a three-way tie in terms of games behind between the Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Yankees, the Red Sox do have more losses exactly. than both the Yankees and Toronto. So that uh, definitely gives them less of a of an opportunity at the moment to be in a wild-card contention. And so my point is, is that if you want to get to 90 wins... You have to take advantage of those 10 games that you mentioned, um, total against the twins and the Orioles. Um, I'm not sure. And I know we're going to get into predictions and whatnot later. I'm not sure that you can bank on a sweep, like just taking all, uh, 10 of those games, but I don't think it's inconceivable to take eight. Right. And if you can just take one against Tampa and one against the Yankees, there's your 10 wins to 92. Yeah, exactly. Um, if if you can if you can get that done um i think the blue jays have a real shot right now to 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 make some legitimate noise and uh i think at this point given how hot they've been how great the 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 pitching has been you can bank on them being in the postseason i i thoroughly believe that
2: adam just one thing sorry craig is you did mention the tiebreaker thing there and somebody broke it down this morning if the Blue Jays tie the Yankees for the first wild card spot, the wild card game is in Toronto. So you're right. If they tie the Red Sox for first wild card, then the Red Sox host the wild card game and the Blue Jays go to Fenway. Yankees miss. Uh, if they tie for the second wild card spot, I think any combination. If you tie for the second one, it's not overly clear, but there's a one-game playoff for the second wild card spot. If I think either way, if the Yankees and the Blue Jays tie, the the tweet wasn't overly clear, but if there is a tie for the second wild card spot then there will be a game 163 for that final spot. So lots of possibilities.
0: Yeah. So out of those possibilities, guys, obviously the, we've seen some things going on in the American league period. And that is the fact that the Red Sox have shown they a, have a, a slight shake in their armor here, Brendan. Um, the Yankees finally look like they've gotten back in step a little bit, but they're really def There's definitely something flawed with that team and they're not, playing like we've been playing same thing I can say with the Oakland A's and the Seattle Mariners how do those other teams that are competing for a wild card spot assuming the Blue Jays keep some rhyme or reason of what's going on right now with their form where do you think those other teams are falling out
2: oh I don't I don't think the uh the Mariners or the A's have much of a shot anymore being three and a half back four back both of them respectively Um, they play each other seven more times before the season's over so if they split it go four and three three and four whatever it is then i think there's well they basically eliminate each other the only way the mariners or the athletics stay in the race is if one of them wins like six of seven or even maybe five of seven and that could help them stay afloat but even then they still got to make up that ground to catch mm-hmm. one of the three teams that are in there. So I'm not worried anymore. or the Mariners, unless one of them totally dominates the other. And that helps them stay afloat when the Blue Jays are playing the teams like the Rays or the Yankees uh, two weeks from now. So, yeah, it's we just got to worry about New York. We just got to worry about Boston and take care of our own destiny. That's the good thing, fellas, is the Blue Jays do control their own destiny. Keep winning. Keep winning more often than you lose, especially on days when the Red Sox and Yankees win, you will make the playoffs. So just don't go into a rut, <laughs> please.
0: <laughs> and the way this offense is, guys, I don't really see that rut coming. No. It, it been a single source and i know i we had our kind of impromptu uh even though we're riffing general (laughs) tonight with our uh, agenda the um i'm going to just dive into the offense here and we're going to talk about that first Uh, vlad has been vlad mvp level performance we have been seeing marcus Simeon do nothing but basically do the same thing george springer's been able to sprinkle in enough even though he is hobbled a little bit but he has been playing great in the dh spot and coming up with some big key hits then you move into the regular like Parts of this, Boba Shet all of a sudden is showing up for the first like good spurt. Nothing against his season, but this is the ridiculous level we've been seeing from Boba Shet over the last week. And then, not to mention that Loris Curiel Jr. is all of a sudden tapped into whatever the heck is going on with him. And he has been a force lately. So, this is, like I said, a complete contribution around. And you can even get down into the Reese McGuire and the Alejandro Kirk level here on the bottom of our line. It's been Brevik Valero all of a sudden having like a bat. <laughs> what the heck's going on with. <laughs> right? So. To that point, though, there's enough going on with this. that I'm not scared that there's going to be a complete offensive blackout with the way they've been doing this. Is that how you guys have been thinking this? There's just enough going on here that there's enough interchanging parts that this offense is going to somehow find a way to put up five runs each night. Adam, I'm going to let you run with that
3: first. Sure. Yeah, I think that as, at this point, you have to be confident uh, with the offense right now. Um, there was a period of time, I want to say it was the end of August into September, because everything just sort of blends together uh so rapidly here that the offense was just sort of off right and we were hoping guys like simeon or uh guys like at the time springer would sort of sort of be the, the catalyst of the offense without the remaining remainder of the team clicking remember this is the time that vladimir guerrero was in this quote-unquote slump and then you know to regular standards it wasn't even that bad but to yeah. vladimir guerrero standards it was pretty bad um no, he's like 300. <laughs> yeah right um <laughs> You yeah. know, I, I just don't know how they can slow down. I really don't. Like, you have players, as you mentioned, Craig, Bo Bichette, fine. he's he's literally hitting balls that are almost to the ground yeah. out of the park, right? He, he's just <laughs> he's basically off golfing. That yes. was
0: 11 inches, so you're talking, yes. like, what? <gasps> Nothing. He's,
3: he's just being, with without even much effort, right? And Lourdes is finally showing up. Right. It took him a whole season to finally show up, but he's showing up at the right time. Simeon's been he's sort of
0: up the whole season, yeah. which is crazy. You know, as he started in the lowest of lows and it's been a constant shoot to where he's obviously doing what he did to the Yankees a few years ago.
3: Mm, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a slow crescendo, uh, to, yeah. to the arrival of Lourdes Gurriel right now. Um, but also, you know, Vladimir Guerrero jr. Starting to, to heat back up. Um, as I mentioned, Simeon Springer, he's definitely still hurt, but you got to yeah. admire the, uh, the desire to get out there to help his team by any means necessary, like we said, all hands on deck um, in previous episodes. And uh, hi, Kevin Biggio is looking really good in Buffalo, and it's only <laughs> a matter of time before he comes. No, seriously, like offensively, he's looked pretty good. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, and it's even though it's still minor league,
0: in the tank the last few weeks, something about yeah. being in Buffalo and pounding beer and chicken wings, apparently hit when you come back up to the show. The show.
3: <laughs> yeah, but not when NFL games against Biggio. But look, it, it, regardless, um, um, <laughs> once this team fully clicks, and it's only a matter of time before Biggio joins the squad. Once this team fully clicks with Biggio and, you know, if the pitching can remain consistent, if Ryu can just, just slightly improve just a little bit, I need to see a little bit more out of him. I think we're in good shape. I really do. I, I think th- this team, with the drive offensively, with the defensive production in terms of pitching, and the bullpen hasn't even that, been that bad lately, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I just see how you can slow down, especially against the Twins. I don't care. You know, Brendan, you talked about the trap. I'm not even that afraid. You know, we talked last week. And Who we, we predicted <laughs> Listen, we predicted Wait. one game against Tampa Bay. One. No, that's all I'm hoping for, for sure. But we predicted one at home. I know, and they won two. Yeah, and they bludgeoned yeah. yeah. them in game one.
0: But you to know? that point, we talked about on this show last week that if they wanted to really solidify themselves and be good for the rest of the season to be able to run with what they've been doing, regardless of the fact that we, they did they exceeded all of our expectations over the last three weeks, even though we were all keeping the faith. They, they did the part they needed to while they were at home against the Rays, had a winning record. Now, if they go back and split that up or um, take the losing side of that three-game series in the Trop, okay, great. That was 500 against the best one of the best teams in baseball, and we have to make sure we beat up on the Yankees, the Orioles, Twins, and et cetera as we go down the line here. There's not that giant window for loss that was all of a sudden two weeks ago when we were all starting to wonder if this was really a lost season. So, yeah. Brendan,
2: yeah, it was yeah. your turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree, Adam. It, it's uh, they're clicking on all cylinders um, right now. I think this is the closest that we've seen to Blue Jays team have all three facets of starting pitching bullpen and offense clicking all three at the same time, probably since 2015, 2016, and a little bit of 2020 um, last year when they made their run to the playoffs uh, in that 60 game season. So it's fun seeing a team with when all three facets are clicking. That's been very rare the last 25 years of blue jays baseball say for 92 and 93 and 2015 and 2016 uh, okay. because there were some really damn blue jays teams, guys that like i want to say 2006 the offense was ridiculous and they finished in second in the al east but i think it was the back end of the rotation wasn't the greatest or the bullpen so there's always been that missing part and you see what happens when you get an elite offense paired with pitching that is firing on all cylinders you're Virtually unbeatable, and that's what the 2015 Blue Jays were after Troy Tulowitzki and David Price, and it took a little while to get in gear after this trade deadline of Jose Barrios and other key members of the bullpen, but they have found their, basically their version of 2015, just making it extremely difficult on themselves, unlike the 2015 team that started playing unbeatable baseball uh back in august of 2015 so they had two months to ramp up and give themselves some batting this team waited to the last possible second to find their 2015 gear and they've done it and they can continue that going forward but it, just to quickly touch on the trop i one game is my hope especially if you sweep the twins if you can sweep minnesota this weekend which i know two out of three i hate predicting sweeps but i'll just conservatively say two out of three one you could be fine with it's, it's it's not so much the fact that they're playing at the trop which has always been a house of horrors it's more so the fact that the yankees are playing the texas rangers any of those games knowing the blue jays might drop two at potentially and go into potentially if the yankees win today two and a half back at worst that's where it's a little dicey for me if you can be two back going into minnesota i think you're totally fine but it's just that part the fact that the yankees get the rangers while we get the Rays at the trop. That scares me. Yeah.
0: Anything uh, you want to add? On or yeah.
3: yeah. Pitching? <laughs> I mean, look, this is, look, I, I don't want to sound overly toxic here when it comes <laughs> to, to sports, but you got to quote Josh Donaldson. This is the, this isn't the tri league, right? This you got to get it done. Right. And yeah, you have stiff competition against the Rays, Sure. But you want to know what happens when you get in the playoffs? You have stiff competition. You want to know what happens if you make it to the uh, ALCS? You're going to have stiff, stiff competition. You know, like I, I'm right now. It's it it comes down to what happened the night before. That's how my day is right. When the Blue Jays lose, I'm like, oh god, I don't know what's going to happen because you know everything's so fragile right now with the Yankees and Red Sox. When all three of them lose, I'm okay. But right now, I'm thinking, you know. It's probably not going to happen. It is ridiculously inconceivable for this to happen. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's cool. Let's take the wild card. Fuck it. Let's take the division. Like that should be the <laughs> mindset. Let's just let's just go and just take it. And we're not like I don't, I don't want to put be that out there. miraculous
0: yeah, be it, a- it, right now, especially when they've gotten a fire lit under their ass over the last yes. few weeks. Hey, we just stole the you know, we were talking about a couple weeks ago. If They steal the week, the wild card positioning it of any kind a week ago over a weekend there. Uh, they're going to be a sure thing, I think, because th- that was just getting all the momentum in the right place. It, there's no reason that that momentum shouldn't be translated to the fact that they should be thinking about that, especially after what they just did to the Rays and took it to school against them on the uh, you know, this three-game series. Even the game we lost, we had a chance to win. It was a they, should two they should have won. There's enough you know, going on that they should have, yes.
3: Yeah, and so, look, I look at it this way. Playoff baseball is different than regular season baseball. It just is, right? It, it, people, I mean, players are in a completely different mindset. They amp up the intensity. It's not the same. Fans feel it. It's not the same, right? But if you want to extrapolate things and, you know, maybe grasp at straws here, imagine if this past series was the ALDS. Just imagine. Huh. <laughs> just about, Like, it's not inconceivable. Like, the Blue Jays can take at least two out of the first place team in the AL East, they've proven it. it it's happened, right? And that's why give, it gives me confidence for them. Yes, it's the trop, it's the house of horrors, and the ceiling sucks when you get fly balls there. It's terrible. Everything <laughs> seems to happen. But yeah. last week, if you would have said to me, hey, do you think they can take two in the trop? I would have said no. Now I'm like, it's not out of the question. It's I'm still not expecting it, but I have far more confidence in this team being able to do that on the road with this offensive surge that they're on, plus the pitching that they've been utilizing correctly. Give credit tr- tr- to a Charlie Montoyo for actually managing the bullpen correctly. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I'm just impressed with what I've seen. It's a completely different team. It's a completely different mindset. It's a completely it's a paradigm shift from how they've been. So. I'm confident they're not going to take the division. I don't want to like, I put that out there and say that I don't want anyone quoting me on our first show on Jay's journal, that Adam Corsair thinks, you know, like maybe the Fairweather fans will, will agree with me but, <laughs> I'm
0: tomorrow. Just saying yeah, yeah. yeah the comment section is going to be lit.
3: <laughs> Do not quote me on that. I'm just saying that should be the mindset of the blue Jays. Like chase it. At least act like you have a chance to win the division. Act like you have a chance to be the champions of the AL East. And if you do that, I can't see them losing that many games. I can see them winning every series here on out.
2: If they do that and you go into the playoffs winning every series, that would take you back to that Tiger series they won at Comerica Park. You go a month and a bit without losing a series – everybody the thing with this run that it's done too is it has generated attention from fox like don'tro willis on the fox panel has been saying watch out for the blue jays they're the scariest team of the three right now kind of craig what you were saying earlier how they probably are the scariest of the yankees the red sox and toronto um people have taken notice south of the border um and it's rare when a team from canada the only team from canada captures the attention of the american media and they've done that and there's a lot of people realizing, finally, how good this team is. And a lot realizing, hey, they may have an MVP. They may have a young award winner. And they could, probably not, but they could be the year voting. So there, and the reason why I'm still so hesitant about my mindset going up is this has just been the last 15, 20 years of Blue Jays baseball just has not taught me to be confident outside of 2016. 2015, I was confident as the season went down. 2016 was the only season in my lifetime, as a Blue Jays fan, where I was like, we can beat the shit out of anybody when we go and play them, and they did, and they made it to the ALCS. Lost in the ALCS again, but still, that's been the only season where I'm like, can beat them, can beat them. I have no worries about going into the trop. So, it's just a Toronto sports fan thing, I think.
3: I hear you. I feel
0: <laughs> we you. Yeah, know, Toronto sports fan thing. I don't know if you guys saw, but I think it was yesterday or the day before, but Tom Verducci of Sports Illustrated actually right. was... Yeah all over the fact of the Toronto Blue Jays and how good. The, did they, I'm looking at the name of the article, and it was the Bash and Blue Jays are the answer to MLB's woes. Yes. <laughs> That's a pretty high-praising article title for somebody like Tom Burducci, who is a great baseball mind. So, I, not to mention, it was a great read. So, if you happen to be wandering around looking for something to look at, there mm-hmm. you go. And then, I don't know how much you guys have been watching of MLB Network at all, but the other day on MLB Central, freaking Mark Derosa's is even breaking out his normal shenanigans and almost, you know... <laughs> pulling uh Murray Kawasaki out of retirement to have an interview for him again <laughs> but um it was interesting we reposted re- it in the uh Twitter feed and it was more or less he took the idea that you know with the Barrio jacket Breaking down the Blue Jays and was able to go. Okay, Atkins and Shapiro did this, and they were kind of like the tailors at the you know, at the you know, getting everything ready for the team. And then Charlie Montorio is doing what he's doing and making the magic. And then you have Vlad wearing the freaking monster pimp suit and (laughs) all that kind of good stuff. It was really cool to watch. So it's very neat to see the Blue Jays. We haven't had this kind of exposure for the Toronto Blue Jays since Vladimania. Yeah, it's true.
3: Look, I just but, I just have all the confidence in the world right now, and I just can't see a scenario in which they miss the wild card. And I know like we're going to I don't know how deep of a dive you want to get into these schedules here. But, you know, yes, I think, you know, you mentioned it, Brennan, earlier that the Red Sox do have a soft schedule in comparison to what the Blue Jays have. Right. The, the Red Sox aren't facing um, the Tampa Bay Rays. Their stiffest competition is the Yankees followed by the Mets, not in that order chronologically, but I'd say in rankings, that's how it it really boils down to. Um, But also, the Red Sox are a volatile team, right? Mm -hmm. They're not, they're good. They are a good team, but they're also finicky, right? And that series, Yankees and Blue Jays, I mean, sorry, Yankees and Red Sox, it's going to be one of those series that the Blue Jays are going to watch. The Blue Jays and their fan base are going to watch with very, very close yes. eyes, yes. because you're going. Depending on where the series is and where the standings are, you're going to be rooting for a different team each day, probably.
0: Yep, and two you things, know, that might be the series that is the most key outside of the Blue Jays' control to actually might yes. 100% mice- the top of this with the Blue Jays because like we said the uh, like Brendan pointed out great thing with uh, the Mariners and the Oakland A's more or less getting the chance to bash the crap out of each other because that's gonna I think you're right Brendan that that's gonna end up being a 500 for both those teams and they're just gonna end up mathematically eliminating themselves because they couldn't keep a pack around it exactly that series with the Red Sox and the Yankees has some of those similar implications so it's not to the same extent as they only play that one series I believe but to that point, you split that, and the Blue Jays win two out of three against that. That's one. That's another team. Only one of those teams rising to the top.
2: Yeah, and so let's just say the the Yankees are beating the Orioles right now, two to one. So the Yankees will be half game up uh, on the Blue Jays right now for the wild card spot. So they'd be in the first spot. Um, Boston will still be on the outside looking in uh, after that because the Blue Jays are ahead of them just because the Red Sox have one extra loss. So let's just say the Yankees play Cleveland this weekend at Yankee Stadium, I think I can count on Cleveland to at least take a game this weekend. Mm -hmm. I feel pretty confident in saying that. And if we're going conservative and saying the Blue Jays win two to three against the Twins, then it's a wash. That's just, you're right there. You're still half game back to the Yankees. Yankees play the Rangers. I can't count on them to win any game. Maybe they squeeze out one, but I'm operating on the assumption that the Yankees win all three. Mm -hmm. If the Blue Jays drop two, then you're two and a half back. You have your game where you can make up on the Red Sox and the Yankees on the Thursday in Minnesota, you win that, you're two back of the Yankees, maybe you're a game back of Boston depending on what they do against the Orioles this weekend and then in that two game or against the Mets. So that is where it all comes down to your point, Craig, is say you're two back, maybe you're one back, you fall out of it a little bit because you only win one at the drop and the Yankees sweep, whatever happens, it's all hypothetical and it's just what's going through every Blue Jays fan's mind right now as we get closer and closer to the end of the season. So let's just operate under the assumption you're two back, you are hoping for the Red Sox to win two out of three so you can gain that game back, that ground back on the Yankees. And then you can take matters into your own hands again and beat the Yankees two out of three times. And then they go play the Rays. So, yeah, that's a long-winded way of saying even if they do lose,
3: no. no. Oh, you're, tra- you're talking the Yankees play the Rays? Yeah,
2: the Yankees. Uh, okay,
3: sure. Yeah, sure. so
2: even, Sorry. even if you do lose two out of three at the trot next week and the Yankees sweep the Rangers, it's not all doom and gloom. It's only two back. You can make that game. You can make that ground up on the weekend when you play the twins and the Yankees are playing the Red Sox or just beat the Yankees two or three times when they're in Toronto.
0: There you go. So as a uh, Brennan basically just got the, you know, the whiteboard out and beautiful mind, and all <laughs> yeah.
1: that.
0: us so there for a minute, or as it wasn't more like that Allen math and the the hangover where all the math went while he was gambling and he went <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Not so well. That's only one that's- of a, like a ton of scenarios too, by the way. <laughs> You just pulled the one thread, or the one yeah. thread print there, man. But no, but that's exactly what it is. The Blue Jays are in control of their own perspective. And to that point, I want to talk. We talked about the offense. How insanely critical has this pitching been? We've only had really, I think, in the last month, one rock, rocky start. And I can think of the Jose Barrios start, the one his his last rough start. And who started the other day that they uh, got... Oh, was it maps that they got in the hole? But it was the bullpen that, that did that to him. I think I recall.
3: Ryu's had but, a rough one or two. Yeah, Ryu has not been now, that great.
0: Because to that point... But right now, if you guys are slotting this rotation up for where we're trying to get it in line for the rest of the season, it's kind of crazy that you're almost saying that you know, Hinjin Ryu is our three or four guy. <laughs> Right now, with how everybody else has stepped up, I know it's weird. I would still be tanning him uh, with Robbie Ray near the top of that because you're really putting a lot on the shoulders of Alec Manoa and Jose Barrios to that point. But I don't know. Maybe that's well another good tangent we can go off of here. But my point was the the pitching and the bullpen has been critical lately to the Blue Jays' success, and they have been hitting on all cylinders as well. They've been obviously getting uh you know outvied by the crazy loud offense, but is what it is, but to that point, I wanted to make sure that we called out the fact that the Blue Jays' pitching has been just as good as the offense over the last few weeks here. And honestly, I've been very impressed with Jose Barrios in that time frame, as one. Other than Rob Ray being a Cy <laughs> Young.
3: Yeah, yeah, Barrios has been. I, I mean, ever since oh, I forget what start it was, but he's made some serious adjustments. Um three or four. Right. Yeah, yeah, he he has the the tendency to give up a, a home run or two, you, you can expect that. But consistency and intensity is there. Um, I'm not sure right now. In a maybe he would be the second best pitcher right now. Is how I would slot it. Maybe I don't know. Manoa's close too, is. but it, it it you can make an argument that Ryu is your four.
0: Yeah, but right, you really good. So, but right now, if you were going to be lining up things, let's say you got you're, you're you got do or die night because you're right now we are the wild card team. We're not running away with it. Right, fans. right. right. I Robbie assume hundred percent. Yes, yes. Yeah, that right. So, who starts game one in that following series when we win? And maybe it's just me. I think that Ryu is going to want to have a chip, have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after that performance last year against the Rays, and he's going to want to come out and be gangbusters. I would honestly like to see him get off to a really good start in that f- first game, and see if he can get that confidence back and have him to be another workhorse in that rotation throughout the playoffs. Who would he be
3: facing?
2: It'd be the Rays. The Rays yeah, in the yeah. American League.
3: I'm not. I'm not pitching. I'm not having him start Game One against the Rays. I'm not. Okay. So I, I just. Bur- don't,
0: 2015 right now. Just yeah,
3: signed. I. I want. At that point, I want Barrios or Manoa. And if I'm going experience, give me Barrios. Yeah. I, I just can't trust Ryu against the Rays, especially if, when it's, it's going to be at the trop. Mm-mm.
2: I, I, nope. Sorry. <laughs> I yeah. saw what
3: happened last year in the playoffs. I'm not doing it.
2: No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, set, we settled this the, uh, the other week. If you start Robbie Ray in the wild card game and you do advance and go to the DS, Ray would be lined up to start game three. That's just normal rest for him with the off Has days and whatnot with the playoffs. So, Robbie Ray starts game three. So, the question of who starts game one in my mind comes down to who do you want starting game five? And from what we remember in 2015 and 2016, your game two starter is in line for game five uh, with the off days. So, I don't know if that changes the equation. Do you want Hunjin Ryu being your game two and your game five? Or would no. you rather Jose Barrios being your game one and your game four or your game two, game five?
3: I don't want Ryu pitching at all.
2: Well, that's what I would say, too, just based off a of current form. But we know they signed him for those games, and he will get a start. I don't care. I don't care. Like I, I don't
3: care. Look at what they were paying R. A.
2: Dickey. They yeah. were paying
3: R. Yeah. A. Dickey pr- pretty no. good money, too. And they didn't. he didn't play in 15 at all. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did pitch? He started game In four. the postseason? Oh, yeah. okay. My bad. I'm just saying for <laughs> this, I'm going start with Barrios. I'd go with the confidence of Manoa. Then I'm going Ray, and there's my rotation.
2: Yeah. well, no, based on form, absolutely. Ryu actually falls out of it. And there's an argument to be made that Mats <laughs> is more deserving of a spot just because he's been better since August, really. Definitely especially late. the last couple of weeks. Like, it's crazy to say, but on form, Ryu is your fifth best starter currently, which is yeah, fucked.
3: <laughs> you're putting in your best three against the best team in the American League. Are you, I don't want Ryu going up. No way. Maybe yeah. in a bullpen if he wants to do that.
0: But. but to that point, that's a nice place to even have him and Steven Matz lingering,
2: right? Yes,
3: yes. And and well, I would not perfect. hate
2: Matt's. that. Matz yeah. would be there. But at the end of the day, I just know just they signed Ryu for that. He he is going to start whether we like it or not. Ryu is getting do a start care. in the playoffs. Do not <laughs> care. Do not that's... care.
3: Like, I, if it was up to me, he I'd say no.
2: Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Unless he turns it around and finishes strong, which he's very capable of doing. But I think regardless, even if he's he has a couple good starts, maybe a bad start mixed in there as the season winds down, he is going to start a game. But to that
0: point, even, you know, like we said, we, Robbie Ray's been ungodly, you know, ungodly, and then you've got Jose Perrios who's really found form. And then, I, you know, right now your third best starter is probably Alec Manoa because yes. he's just kind of yeah way and really been hammering what he did the other night was nothing short of remarkable so it was it's insane the the fact that he's even going to be possibly losing the rookie of the year award because any other he's one of the best pitchers in baseball you know so he'd be winning it (laughs) but that's at least best rookie anyway
2: basically it's like why would you mess with the series you just had and start those three guys is what you're getting at, Adam, is start the guys who almost led you to a sweep, which I think they're I think it was said yesterday after the game. They are after the twin series, rejuggling the rotation. Ada lined it up for the playoffs in a wild card game in one sixty three. But Sunday starter, which is supposed to be Manoa, is still TBD. I would not be surprised. If that is Ross Tripling, just to push Manoa, Barrios, and Ray to that Ray's series next week. That would not shock sure. me. If that sure, keeps him yeah. alive. If it keeps him yeah, alive. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I well, Just as long as Ray falls uh, on the wild card game. I think, actually, so this is interesting. If you do that and you put Ray to Wednesday, let's see this. I'm just going right now. It so would Ray have to Ray be starts,
3: Wednesday. It would have it, to be Wednesday. Ray,
2: Ray starts Wednesday. So you have a four-game series against the Twins. He misses that. He starts Tuesday against the Yankees. In that series, that would put him in line for Game One Hundred and Sixty Two. As of right now, you might not need him for that. Maybe you wrap it up, so then you just hold him back for the wild card game. Especially when the yeah. wild card game's the day after that, isn't it? Yes. Fifth, uh, yeah. Yeah, Tuesday.
3: you can't. He can't pitch that last game. He can't. No,
2: no, no. Wait. But he is there in the event that you need him for One Hundred and Sixty Two, which you might just to get in. And I think the where the Blue Jays have the advantage over the Yankees and the Red Sox is you could start Barrios in the wild card game if you need Ray in one sixty two. I'd be confident in Barrios going out there in the wild card game. Unlike the Red Sox whose mm-hmm. sale and nobody else after Chris Sale, and the Yankees are pretty much Garrett Cole, and nobody else after Garrett Cole. So, the best case scenario actually is the Yankees and the Red Sox play a game 163 to burn their guys, and then we welcome them to Toronto for a wild card game.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, if you're saying that in order for the Blue Jays on game 162 to get into a wild card game, it's a yes. do or die, they have to win this. Yeah, I'm pitching Ray. Yeah, 100%. in the wild card game, because you can't pitch Ray the next day, yep. I'm pitching Barrios. Yeah, I am Me too. And, and, At worst, I'm pitching Manoa. Like, if if Barrios doesn't have enough rest, I don't understand why he wouldn't. But if there's a rest issue or whatnot, um, I'm going Manoa. I I just, I do not want to see, at least until the ALCS, (laughs) assuming we get there, I do not want to see Rio in this rotation at all. (laughs)
0: There you go. Well, as we drop the gap. I (laughs) want (laughs) to, I want to bring something out here on the offense that we didn't really talk about guys. And there's some, been some, uh, you know, we're supposedly going to get Santiago Espinal here in the next week. It sounds like he's been lingering around the locker room. He might be ready for a rehab assignment. Um, the minor league season is obviously coming to a close in here in the next couple of weeks, but, and the Buffalo Bisons are going to make the playoffs They're leading the division for the first time in a long time, which is very insane with how many people we've been you know, pilfering from that lineup. Yeah. <laughs> so um, who's playing third base for you down the line here? Because we saw the Kevin, Kevin Smith experiment kind of fall off and lag. He's back to crushing it in Buffalo. They pick up Jake lamb, who has found a way to do know Okay in the eighth spot, basically, for the Blue Jays, eighth, ninth spot. And he plays some solid defense. And then I still don't see Bradley Galera as a third baseman, but he has been very salvageable over there. It's similar to what we were thinking to get from Kevin Biggio playing from third base for all season for us is my opinion. And then there's the other wild card. If Kevin Biggio is hot and Buffalo comes up, are you giving him a spot in the lineup playing third base for a few days?
2: Not from what we saw earlier this year. <laughs> yeah
0: rough to me, but to me I, right now, I think the best guy is Jake Lamb to be running with, and he's shown enough with a back, especially in that Baltimore series, that he's able to get on base, and maybe he's found a little bit of that form that he was a 30-home run threat back in the day for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's only, I think he's only 30. There still could be something in the tank there. It could be a reclamation project all done over again, but I don't know. I, that, that's the only spot in this whole lineup right now that I feel... I feel like we have enough defensive options, but what do you do to squeeze that last little bit of offense and turn the lineup over every night?
3: Yeah. that All right. So, when are we assuming that Bijou is eligible to come up this weekend?
0: I would think he is eligible already, actually. And they've been. When holding is expansion?
2: Him. I can't recall.
3: Do we know when rosters expand?
2: Like even further? I, yeah. Mm, I don't. Because okay. it's pretty big right now.
3: All right. Um, I'm giving the doubt, um, that, that I, and that plate discipline, di, yeah, plate discipline <laughs> and, uh, approach is far exceeds anything Lamb, Valera, or Espinal can give at the plate. Um, I am with you guys that Espinal is the best third baseman on this team today. Um, he had playing though, so I don't know If there's rust to ring out, I don't know if he's, you know, in his right state of mind right now to do it. Um, I'm giving Biggio the benefit of the doubt because if we're relying on the pitching, like a Ray or a Barrios or a Manoa, like we said, I'm willing to sacrifice that corner for an offensive production. But that's assuming that he can prove that he can be um, offensively productive in the last, you know, couple series of the season. So, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and if he shits the bed, then you move on.
0: Yeah, so the man. they expanded 28 on the 1st.
3: Oh, they already did. Okay, so that's my bad.
0: Cuz they're not there the 40-man thing is done, which honestly Right,
3: right, right, right.
0: That was the stupidest and weirdest rule in baseball, in my opinion. The mm-hmm. reason that teams were, you know, you, when you can, you know, you're talking about speed of the game, when you can throw 50 freaking rookie guys out on the mound and change them every righty-lefty that you have, I know that rule's obviously changed, too, but you don't need 40 people in that, especially in some of those clubhouses in Boston this time of year. You see like now even 20 yeah, right. people, you're like, yeah. you're talking about, you know, social distance caught on the vaccinating and stuff. Um that would have been nightmarish.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll <laughs> finally set up, but the 28 repman man roster is a firm thing for right now. Okay. So to yeah, I'm point, giving them
3: the benefit of the doubt. So.
2: Yeah. That's uh, a tough question. I don't know where, I don't know where to go, Honestly, I don't I know I don't want Valera. I know he's been good for a little while and coming up with some clutch hits and it surprises everybody on Blue Jays Twitter every single time he does it. He's been useful. Somebody made the comparison the other day. The way Valera has kind of contributed the last couple of weeks very similar to how Zeke Carrera contributed down the stretch in yeah. uh, 2016. They just give up very similar vibes. Brayden Valera and Ezekiel Carrera. Um, but yeah, I don't want Valera. It's tough, because I, like you, Adam, I want to believe in Kevin. I just can't get past how rough he was in the field with the glove um, earlier in the year. And pitching and defense is what you need in the postseason. And I know you're not going to get offense from Santiago Espinal, but you're going to get a glove. You're going to get yes. a damn good glove, and one that will help you. And Barrios puts a lot of balls in the ground. Robbie Ray, when he's not striking out guys, you know, what, maybe a little bit more of a fly ball guy. Ryu, when he's on, gets a lot of ground balls. Um, Manoa as well, when he's on, get some ground balls. I, I, I have visual on the roster for sure. And maybe you yes. start him. you start him at third base to begin the game. But once you get into the sixth, seventh inning of a one run game, there is no excuse to have him out there in the field as it gets closer and tighter. I, you put in Espinal in my mind at that point, just to be a little more sure-handed when some of your relievers come in and your starters out of the game, but I'm curious to see where they go because adding Biggio and Espinal back into the equation, um, there's going to be a couple difficult roster moves to be made. Maybe not so much Valera; that's not so difficult. But um, really liking the way the outfield has come together with all these extra guys, like especially with Springer being hurt. I'm loving Gerard Dyson uh, as a potential fourth outfielder over Randall Grichik right now. You need that speed in the playoffs, so it'll be interesting. But yeah, I think. Biggio gets a spot, potentially, but Espinal would be where I would lead, just simply for the glove. You trust yeah, So to I do that? an interesting tidbit <laughs> that I just added
0: into my math from our uh, friends over at Blue Jays Faithful online here during our Twitter feed actually uh, just mentioned that Jake Lamb actually isn't eligible for the playoff roster. There you go. Because oh, of that one. helps. So there's that part of it, too. So you're probably actually going to be looking at the Espinal part because he can, I think, be still eligible because it's due to an injury. I think Kevin Biggio is in that same ballpark. The reason he wasn't on the roster was due to an injury. Um, So there's some play in there, but uh, that might even be the same thing for what you were saying, Brendan, when Gerard Dyson was
2: added. Oh, shit. Yeah, true.
0: uh, Uh, I'm going to have to look that up and see. I'm trying to pull.
2: What's the rule again? What's the rule again?
0: I think it was they had to be on the roster before rosters expanded at the beginning of the month.
2: Yeah, no, that's familiar, and Jake Lamb wasn't, and I don't think Gerard Dyson was either. I could so be the wrong. The only thing might be the loophole on that too. It also has to do with service time at the
0: team that they played in. And Jake Lamb probably didn't make it into enough games with the White Sox when they have a good infield. Right. Same thing with maybe Dyson too. But to that point, I'm trying to find it.
3: <laughs> See, so. uh Brendan, you made a good point. Or an interesting point uh, about, you know, maybe shuffling it up uh, halfway through the game or whatnot. I guess my question to that is: Do you trust Charlie to do that? No. And are, exactly. And are you? What if you're down one nothing? What are you prioritizing? If you're down one zip in a wild card game, what are you prioritizing? To me, I'm prioritizing offense.
2: Yeah. yeah is Biggio. Yeah. Yeah, or, or depends when you pinch hit for, for him to put Espinal in because you could waste one of your bench bullets and your bats off the bench for mm-hmm. replacing in Cavan, maybe getting a, a little bit more of a proven bat in there. I don't know. It's tough. I'm glad I'm not a manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't. Something about Santiago Espinal just
0: reminds me of Manuel Lee in the Blue Jays uniforms way back when. You know, he just finds a way to get into a game somehow and contribute, whether it's offensively or defensively. He's been three hundred guys almost. You know, it's not not like he's a you know detriment to the offense being in the lineup. It's no,
3: I, a... yeah, he he's not bad. Don't get I'm not you know shitting on Espinal here. I just Kevin's eye is just elite. His plate discipline is elite. And I know the contact there, and he's not like an amazing hitter by any means. But if you're looking for a walk, I'm going Kevin. Especially if Kevin's adding ninth. If you're looking for a walk, which is what you might be looking at.
0: It's not a bad walk.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah <laughs> I want I want Kevin with the plate discipline to get on base. And plus a lefty.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So the rule
0: for the whole playoff eligibility thing is I just happen to st- stumble across is in a typical season, any player who is on the 40-man roster or the 60-day de- injury list needs to be on the roster before 11.59 p.m. on August 34- 31st to be eligible for the postseason. There you go. And it also discludes anybody that has tested positive for any kind of performance-enhancing things you're just kicked off the playoff Ooh. roster. It's the only okay. other expectation. So to that point, I don't know if even some of those other guys we were talking about there make it because you know, it's not are still on the 40 man roster never was on the 60 so that makes sense Valera, obviously Santiago Espinal should fall into that as well because he's still yes. on the 40 roster yeah. but to that point I don't know what what day did they acquire Gerard Dyson to your point
2: yeah I can't remember when they got Dyson something tells me it was after after September 1st yeah because it was shortly after before Jake Lamb right
1: that's
2: what I thought. Mm-hmm. I can't. Uh,
3: Dyson. August twenty seventh, he was. Rod
2: Dyson. Mm-hmm. He just makes also sense. he would be eligible. Take him on the playoff roster instead of Randall Kritchik,
3: please. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree, but I don't see that happening.
0: I don't either. And that yeah, Dude, I don't I see that happening. Other things that, they're not going to carry three catchers through the playoffs, so no. somebody's going to. But yeah, to that point. That's a talk for another day, boys. <laughs> I was just thinking, well, who who takes it for you down the stretch here? So, I'm leaning Anyway, Yeah. At the sake of going way too long because we're near 50 minutes already on this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk quick on who, um, some of the standout guys we've been talking about, who were the outside of Vlad and Semyon, who have been crazy MVP level both of them, in all reality, um, who else has really stood out to you that we can highlight here, real quick, before we uh, do our picks to click?
3: Lourdes, to <laughs> me, yeah, <that> was, <laughs>
2: yeah. Did anybody pick Lourdes in picks to click <laughs> last week? <laughs> Somebody did. Somebody did. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember uh, who.
0: Sarah's so gonna be doing a Mexican hat <laughs> dancing about ah! <laughs> uh. <laughs> in uh. celebration. And he's going to get the pineapples out and everything.
2: <laughs> yeah. Lourdes, Lourdes takes the cake by far. Outside of him, Shet. seems like he's finally come into his own a little bit. That's helped Lourdes carry the team a little bit. On the pitching side, can't ignore everybody in the rotation outside of Ryu. Um, Everybody's done their job every time out. It's very reminiscent of 2016, where you're counting on these guys to go six, seven innings each time out, and they're delivering. So... The rotation outside of Ryu uh, has been fantastic, and that's where I would go with my Um, shout-out.
3: I'm looking at the numbers right now for Lourdes in the month of September. Um, Over over 15 games, he's hit in every single one except three. (laughs) Um, His line is 385, 459, 808 with an OPS. This is amazing. 1.267. Is oh, his Jesus yeah.
0: oh, Christ. right hey, wait, batting <laughs> 7th or 8th every game.
3: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. and with <laughs> 5 home runs, 26 rivies, 2 triples, 3 doubles, 20 hits, 15 runs, uh, 52 at-bats, 61 plate appearances. That's he's nuts. been really good. Only 8 strikeouts, too, within yeah, the, that's,
0: those that's games. been key. He's striking out the a lot earlier in the year. Yeah. And the fact that he's actually sneaking up into a 300 batting average on the season is slightly yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I was batting. 96 through April, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. of a U-turn, literally, right? <laughs> so I'm he's feeling my been... man. I'm feeling it. He's been yeah. one of my favorite watching this, and um, honestly, he is my wife's favorite. She just loves his shenanigans, and not to mention he's a great ball player. He is a <laughs> class a class A goofball in that locker room.
3: <laughs> let me uh, let me let me throw some cold water on this because this what I do. Uh, remember last year when we were all about Rowdy Teles and I was like, sell high? I'm telling you guys offseason, sell high on Lourdes.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be opposed to that, to be honest.
3: <laughs>
2: sell I think high. we're seeing their Lourdes thing, period. That's what-, I- that's what helps you get Jose Ramirez in the offseason. Lourdes going to Cleveland. Sell high. Yeah, I- I- I'm with you there. But we're not there yet.
3: <laughs> no, we're not there.
0: No. <laughs> No hatching. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, but to that point, he has been one of the key reasons for the Blue Jays' success, and has had two huge home runs in the last few weeks. One of them literally bringing us back from the brink and bringing us back to a what eight-run return to coming back. Mm-hmm. To, you know, and then he had yeah. a grand slam the other night again too. So he's had two grand slams in the month too, and they.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, hey.
3: Also, uh, just a side note. Blue J- I mean, Yankees are only up one run, bottom of the seventh against Baltimore.
2: Please, please, Orioles, just help us out, unlike last night yeah, when you I coughed it up, too.
0: To Come on, you know they do.
2: <laughs> so. But to, uh, to answer the question,
3: Lourdes, and, and to a lesser degree, but not less important, uh, Manoa. I really like the confidence yeah. that I've been seeing from him. Um, just the production has been good, and it's given me, again, the confidence— uh, of trotting him out there. Again, if we make it to an ALDS, he screams sort of like the Stroman, yeah. right? that game five kind of thing, same number and everything. He just has that confidence and he doesn't piss me off nearly as much. So <laughs> no. I, I just, I like I like the uh, the arrogance, if you will. I'm sure from people that aren't Blue Jays fans that watch Alec Manoa pitch against their favorite team, they probably think he's super arrogant and I get it. And and you know, he probably, if he wasn't wearing a Blue Jays jersey, I probably wouldn't like him. But the fact that he pitches with such confidence and he doesn't lay down. Um, he's given me confidence to see him pitch, even as a rookie, seeing him pitch in the postseason. I am not at all hesitant to give him the ball if need be.
0: I want to make a fun little. Uh, you, you mentioned the content of his uh, not like you said, not arrogance, but the fact that it's just he, you know, he's exuding uh, confidence, right? Oh, yeah. His attitude for opposing teams has got to be reminding people of Jose Bautista.
1: A little bit. That's yeah.
0: kind of like, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to put up or shut up kind of like attitude. Right. At least it's how it's seen from the outside looking in. Right. We've seen him hanging out with Yen Jin Ryu, and he's, you know, I think the only pitcher that jumps into a home run celebration with anybody <laughs> on any team, things like that. The guy, the, the guy's going to be fun to watch for his career. We're already seeing it, butt out. So it's good times for the Toronto Blue Jays and, you know, done pitching. Yeah. So, I guess we sorry talked, Lawrence Guriel Jr. Let's talk picks to click. And right now, the way the leaderboard is hashing out is uh, Mr. Panikar starting to run away with it a little bit, Adam. So we better hurry up and break our tie and see if we can get back in the playoffs here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, to that point, Brendan picked Boba Shot. Oh. <laughs> Um, Adam, as I'd mentioned, you had Loris Guriel Jr. And then I even had a good week, but not a great week from Alejandro Kirk. So mm. very interesting. And then obviously the token Chris Keybot is Robbie Ray still. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I would normally give it to Robbie Ray. Just, you know, what do you have? 13 Ks yesterday? Yeah. yeah I'm, I guess the, the,
0: the Rays. only Blue Jay outside of Roger Clemens that have five straight starts over 10 Ks
3: yeah um, <laughs> I think it's close so last week we recorded well on Wednesday was it or Thursday doesn't matter it was Wednesday, uh, it was Wednesday. all right so last week we recorded on the I guess it was the eighth um, eh, I'd say Bo I'm leading Bo.
0: I'm just gonna give it to Bo right now, just for the fact that he hit that one
2: literally off his shoelaces.
3: Yeah, dude, that was a thing of beauty, and he's been playing good okay. defensively
2: too. <laughs> I'll take it. I was gonna say Lertis as my vote. Last to be truly really honest, he's be
0: to it. as much as Loris Gurriel Jr. has been insanely good too, if he, I would say he'd be on par right now and tie Bo Bichette for the week if he Gunfield.
1: <laughs>
0: <Same>.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it to you, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take uh, it.
0: All right. So Adam, you and I remain tied, and Brendan gets another checkbox.
2: He has now has ten wins on the season. <laughs> what the we are Six. Okay. Six. Okay. That and there's three weeks left, but playoffs three. too. So hopefully playoffs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hopefully playoffs, and hopefully an extended run in the playoffs, so we can you know hopefully catch up. <laughs> Continue. Yes. Yes.
0: Because <laughs> right now, Brendan, you've kind of clinched. I'm not going to lie. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: I'm in the playoffs, boys. <laughs>
0: There you go. You can uh, be like the San Francisco Giants, the Cinderella story yes. that came back having like one win in the first two months. and you know. <laughs> Not even kidding. Mine's all so front loaded. Like I said, I had six wins, yeah, you right? You started off hot.
3: Yeah, you did. I started
0: off hot as I rode the Vladdy train. <laughs> <and Gritchick. laughs> I remember
3: I started off like winless.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Adam, you took a good seven weeks to get, get a win. Yeah. It, and then- it
3: took <laughs> me the whole year to get six. <laughs>
0: uh meanwhile until um the last few weeks here brendan was on a, i'm gonna win every five weeks job
2: yeah that's true <laughs> i remember
0: that right you won a very blue jays like streak over the
2: last one two three four seven weeks you've won five of those okay well hopefully <laughs> my my picks continue and that is in line with the hot streak so it seems like whoever i'm picking is uh is doing well so,
0: um reigning champion who you got?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, Marcus Simeon, because he hasn't hit a home run for a couple days. Uh, he's been stuck at 39. He's still well within reach of setting the home run record for a second baseman. Um, and really? going going into Minnesota, where we do well next week. Uh, actually, sorry, we're at home this week. Never mind. But still, regardless, I take Marcus Simeon. <clears throat> Adam,
0: you know what you want? Go for it.
2: Oh,
3: boy. Um Hmm. Heading into a series against the Twins, I'll go with Vladdy. I need a win. Go with Vladdy.
0: Chico, <laughs> <She goes, laughs> Vladdy, and just because um, you know, you guys took the other two best players on the team. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Bo. I'm gonna hope and ride yeah. his heart. There you heart. go. I know that's I probably would've... who you were going back and forth with Adam.
3: <laughs> it was. Yeah.
0: I would have taken Springer if his knee was a little better, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Could Kirk Gibson sell three three home runs this week? You never know. Yeah, you never <laughs> know. <laughs> so to that point, fellas, anything else you would like to add? We have I've sprinkled in all this stuff from the Twitter feed and all our Blue Jays fans that have been happy to join in with our chit-chat this evening. Is there anything either of you would like to add before we do
2: our two claps and a Ric Flair? Oh, um, what do we think the records are going to be uh, between now and our next recording? Good call. Um, three at home versus Minnesota and three at the Trop, And... Next Wednesday's an afternoon game, so we could get uh, two series in. Mm. Uh, four and two. I'm just not sure how that's going to happen. I want to say two out of three in both because um, I hate predicting sweeps, but if they do go four and two, it would not shock me if it's a sweep of the Twins and then one and two at the Rays. So that's probably where I would lean to get to a four and two record. But I was going to say uh three and three two this weekend and then one at the trap but three and three anything at 500 just seems like uh, that's just not enough right now so four and two there you go yeah i'm going yeah
3: four and two i think they're going to take two games apiece
0: i don't want to be the guy that reigns on the parade but i think it's three and three
3: okay i think you're usually more confident. confident i, I was pretty, pretty
0: close, close. To that, Craig, and, and I know Josh Donaldson's going to somehow make us cough up a freaking win or uh, a loss to the uh, Twins. I just have this feeling oh.
3: <laughs>
0: that yeah. if the Twins are going to beat us, it's going to be because of him. I have this just irking feeling that he's been hitting the ball pretty well over the last month, but he hasn't had that like standout crazy week in a while. Something reeks of that whole thing. I'm just doing that against the Blue Jays. <laughs> I
3: feel you. I feel you
0: so but to that point i'll you know i'll flash some bringer of rain and have some fun too i'll be all right with it
3: <laughs> yeah he'll be well received for sure he will
0: right. it's gonna be fun to see him back in the the back in the rogers center anyways so sure. to that yeah. point boys he nothing else
3: well i just want to say before we take off uh again this could be my last show um child might be born probably <laughs> uh last show of the season um I'll, I'll try to hop on if i can throughout that but if it is um again very proud to be part of the, the new partnership with Fanside and Jay's Journal. Hopefully you guys um, interact with us. Please hit up our Twitter at BirdwatchingGC. Please, please, please interact with us during these uh, live casts because we love talking Jay's. We love interacting with everybody. We love the, the input. It, you can tell me how stupid I am and I won't disagree. Um, so uh, that being said, um, again, I, I think I speak for all of us that we're very, very excited um for the opportunity and uh i'm looking forward to, to seeing what it brings
0: there you go very very exciting and not to mention i guess if you're going to be interacting with our twitter feed you're going to also have to see the you know inevitable baby pictures of nothing yes. but baby yeah. blue Jay. <laughs> <laughs> stuff coming from mr corsair in the very near future here too once somebody finally feels like joining the world
2: here yeah. <laughs> yes she's got an exciting, exciting for the on. podcast and exciting off the field for adam corsair and his yes. lovely family. Yes good deal fellas. So
0: anyways, thank you very much to everybody at minute media and fan that, you know, were nice enough to find us to scout us, get us on a free agent contract. That was uh, lucrative for both sides. <laughs> and, um uh from there but until then blue jays fans like you said make sure you hit us up on twitter find us wherever you have been getting your podcasting pleasures from on spotify apple Podcasts. give us ratings on that so we can help grow the you know evil that we have going on here even though it's more of an underground layer kind of like situation than anything but to that point blue jays fans ready for the two claps and a rick flair fellas yep yeah. Woo! let's,
2: let's go, go blue, blue jays, jays. jays. Get, get your vaccine too. That's right.
3: Two shots at again. Roger Center. Two shots. <laughs>